My name is Madeline. I'm a medical student and host of the Voices of Aging podcast under the Aging Studies Interdisciplinary Group at the University of Minnesota. This week, we have two episodes introducing the upcoming geriatric case competition hosted by the Minnesota North Star Geriatrics Workforce Enhancement Program. Make sure you tune in to learn important information about the competition. Welcome to Voices of Aging, where you learn more about aging through experts. We are ASIC, the Aging Studies Interdisciplinary Group at the University of Minnesota. Every episode, we invite people working in a variety of different fields related to aging and hear their stories. Tune in, either you're considering a career in aging or want to learn more about aging fields or simply want to listen to a stimulating conversation, you will find something you like. Find Voices of Aging on the iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. This is Madeline with the Voices of Aging podcast. We are back with Teresa Schicker today to discuss further details about the upcoming University of Minnesota Interprofessional Geriatric Case Competition. Thanks for coming back, Teresa. Hi, Madeline. Thank you. We're, I'm really excited to be able to talk about this with you. Um, we're wanting to let the students know about this upcoming interprofessional geriatric case competition that's being offered at the University of Minnesota and happy to give some more details again today. Wonderful. Thank you. Could you give us some more specifics about what kinds of students are eligible to participate? Sure. So we welcome graduate students, uh, master's and doctoral level, professional students, and then also upper level undergrad students from across the University of Minnesota who are interested in geriatrics, um, they're encouraged to participate. Students apply as individuals and then we'll assign you to an interprofessional team. Each of the student teams will be made up of four to five students from at least three University of Minnesota schools. We really, we ask a lot of questions about what profession and what focus um, each of the students is doing so that we can make sure that the, the teams are interprofessional and complementary to one another. Um, yeah, we want to involve people from across health sciences, social work, speech and language, Humphrey, Carlson, liberal arts, and more. Really anyone with an interest in geriatrics or participating in an interprofessional team. I'm sure students are also wondering if they can earn either class or clinical credit for participating in the competition. Um, is that a possibility? It is a possibility. We have reached out to a lot of faculty, encouraging them to have this be part of their course this year. So a number of faculty are making this be like an extra credit, and some are considering doing it for clinical hours. In addition, this interprofessional geriatric case competition is part of the One Health Interprofessional Educational Curriculum at the University of Minnesota. So that means that the case competition is 
you know, legitimate, it offers a valuable interprofessional learning experience, and it's been carefully designed to expand on your skills and knowledge and preparation for your future as a collaborative health professional. So inclusion in the One Health interprofessional education curriculum also means that upon completion of the case competition, this will be added to your record demonstrating your involvement in the experience, and it'll be in your One Health IPE transcript, which will be accessed um, via the One Health database. So that'll all be on your One Health transcript. Also, as I mentioned, some students will earn credit for clinical hours or credit within individual courses. And if there are faculty who are listening to this who are interested, please reach out to us also. You've mentioned a couple of dates and deadlines. Could we run through the timeline of the competition this year? Yeah, thank you. So this competition is beginning in September. The registration deadline is Monday, September 20th. We're going to gather everyone together for a virtual team orientation on Monday, September 27th. There's an optional orientation to VoiceThread, which is one of the technologies that we're using, October 11th. Your team presentation is due, um, submitted into a, a Google Drive that we're making for you. That team presentation is due October 25th. And then those initial presentations are judged by a virtual team of judges. The winner of that UMN competition will then go on and be invited to do a virtual inter-university competition against St. Louis University. So that's for one top UMN team. And that competition is Monday, November 2nd. So registration ends September 20th. The first day is September 27th, and it goes through the end of October, or if you do really well, November 2nd is the last day of the competition. Wonderful. Thank you. So for our listeners, we've got a couple of um, weeks to get that registration in. And um, I would also love it if we could talk about feedback that teams get on their presentations. What kinds of feedback do teams get? Sure. So the students receive written feedback from the judges. Um, They'll first receive an overall summary score. Uh, We have a a judging rubric. And those those comments and that score will come about a week after the competition. And then the local winning team will get those those that score and those results a little bit quicker. Um, but that local winning team will have the input and then be able to use that to prepare for the next competition. Afterward, the students do an evaluation of their experience with us. And we've had really great feedback from the students. This is what the students tell us about the competition. One said, it was great to be able to work with people from different professional programs and understand their perspectives as it related to the case. The representation of a patient from a diverse background with multiple complex medical needs was also greatly beneficial as it's so relatable to the patients that we'll be seeing once we're practicing. So that was one student. Another, I think the difficulty and complexity of the case really brought to light how necessary an interdisciplinary team is when caring for a geriatric patient. And another one said, I think just getting an opportunity to converse with other professions in a casual setting is something I really valued the most from this experience. So that was repeated over and over again, that that was what students found to be so valuable. 
I also thought it was interesting to hear what some of the judges thought was valuable about this experience because the judges obviously have a different perspective being either academics or clinical professionals. Um, We wanted to know from them what they thought worked well. They said that um, one of the judges said the case was very well written to allow students from various backgrounds the opportunity to collaborate on a plan of care. It's the most important part of the competition and it was really nicely done. We were pleased with that because we want it to be realistic. We want it to be challenging. Um, So that was great. Another one said something similar. Case is very well written. It offered students a multitude of different problems, which are common to all healthcare providers, and it allowed students many different ways to develop the care strategy. And another judge said that facilitation by the event planners in keeping the teams on time and the judges on time was all effective. There was an ease of accessing materials and reminders, and I enjoyed the virtual format as it was easier to focus on the speakers without distraction. So we were pleased by that because we also want this to be something that everyone can focus on the learning and focus on one another than rather than having to navigate difficult stuff. So we got great evaluations and we're hoping that it'll go really well again this year. Absolutely. It sounds like um, students and judges really enjoyed the experience and got a lot out of it. Um, so I'm hoping that will be encouraging for additional students to sign up this year. And I'm thinking as we end our conversation, let's move into kind of a frequently asked questions. I'll ask a few questions and you can give kind of rapid fire answers to those, just things that are probably on students' minds when they're considering uh, signing up. You talked about the fact that students sign up individually and then they're assigned to teams. How are those teams formed? Oh, sure. So um, the simple answer is a spreadsheet. (laughs) Um, But Uh, the goal is to have at least three to five disciplines represented on each team. So we look really carefully at what, how people identify themselves and then try to mix everybody up. Well, what type of presentation do students need to make for the competition? Yeah. So it's a 25 minute video presentation. We use voice thread. um, And so it's narrated slides with either whatever PowerPoint, Prezi, Google slides, whatever you want to use, but it's all narrated and that's for the local competition. And then if the team is selected for the inter-university competition, then they present their slides live via Zoom. And then after that, there's a pretty fun 10 to 15 minute question and answer session with the judges. So that's for the, the local, or pardon me, for the second big competition. And all students in the team are expected to participate in the presentation. So everybody has a voice in this. You've mentioned voice thread a couple of times. If students aren't familiar with that um, system? Is it pretty easy to learn or what supports exist for them? Absolutely. We're going to offer a one-hour training session on VoiceThread. It'll be provided for anyone in the competition about two weeks after orientation, so in early October. And in addition, we have online tutorials on how to prepare a VoiceThread presentation, which will be provided. So I think everyone will have a good experience with that. Great. Um, And I know we went over the important dates and deadlines. Um, But just so we're clear, how long do teams get to work on the case? Oh, sure. It's about four weeks. So they get it September 27th, and then it goes until October 25th. And to clarify as well, is the same case used for the local and national competition? 
Yep, absolutely. So um, all they'd have to do is just kind of refine their presentation between the local and the national competition. And lastly, you did mention this, I think, about um, releasing information in newsletters. But again, to clarify, will student winners' names or images be released publicly? Yeah, so um, if you're the winner of the local or or the inter-university competition, you'll be asked to sign a release form confirming your permission to share your name and your image and a video recording of your presentation. And this allows us to really celebrate your success. And we do news releases, articles, and we put stuff on our website for the Geriatrics Workforce Enhancement Program. So hopefully you can add all that to your resume. Wonderful. Um, We've learned so much about the competition. Uh, I think this is a really exciting opportunity for our students here at the University of Minnesota. Thank you so much for your time, Teresa. This has been super informative and a great conversation. Thank you, Madeline. I'm really excited about this. We look forward to having a good group of students again this year. Um, We have um, space for more, but we already have a a great number signed up from many different professions. So we're very excited to have you all start with us. Um, Again, this is for the Interprofessional Geriatric Case Competition, and I think we'll have links attached to this podcast so that you can register and sign up. Yes, all the listeners, um, make sure to check the description for relevant links and information. Um, Thanks again, Teresa. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by ASIC, the Aging Studies Interdisciplinary Group at the University of Minnesota. We are a collaborative networking group for students studying aging across the university. Stay tuned for the next episodes of Voices of Aging, where you learn more about aging through experts.